Let's try 395 at the bottom or partway down. Anybody remember Brother, what was his brother's name? Brother Ard preached about this man that wrote this song right here. C.A. Tinley. Pastor of the church in Philadelphia. Little slave boy, five years old. Saying his mom, leave out of this world. It changed his life forever. Yeah. Became a great preacher, songwriter.
page 390.
Christos, he was brought into the world, he was born into the world. God became man. <laughs> Emmanuel. Amen. Anyone have a special prayer meeting? America. Yes. <clears throat> Our, Go ahead. It has to be an indicator. All the unrest, the, the tension, the confusion, just an outright. I don't. I have to be careful because I will call it something that I may not ought to say. <laughs> That's how twisted and bizarre and bad, yeah. and how we should be charting on course. Right. We drifted 50 years ago, and now we're so far off course. Right. It's an indicator culturally where we are. Yeah. And I wonder how many of those people profess to be churchgoers. I know some from another <sighs> church that's in there. I'm just saying. And most everybody's got a cell phone. And you know, it just pops up or whether you want it or not, you're gonna know about it. Boom. Yeah. You're gonna poke it down your throat almost. Yeah. And and it, it affects the way you think. Either you say, Oh, you're alarmed at it, like, oh Jesus, you start praying, or you say, Oh yeah. you know? Yeah. And if you're not careful, that attitude you'll bring it right up in the church house or at your family supper table. And anything that happens out of ordinary, you just scowl at it. You know, and you'll wind up scowling at God. Oh, yes. Woo! Help us, Lord, not to do that. Mm-hmm. But we do need to pray for each other and our leaders. Yes. You know, because they will make decisions, right or wrong. They're going to make some decisions. Yeah. And it will affect us, and especially our children. And so, and our children will see how we react, too. Yes, <laughs> That's probably the most important part. Yeah. So, uh, let's, let's do. How, how do I know how to act? How, how, never I have to read a book. Never seen it before. I've never seen it. You're right. We're, we're sailing, as they say, in uncharted waters. In other words, my dad used to sing a song. He sings on sailing through the waters, trying to get home. We're there. You know, I don't know where the bottom is, if there is one down here. You know, it's just, whoa. And times like that, if you don't have a rock solid experience with the Lord, You'll be shaken. And enough shaken, you'll fall. <clears throat> but if a righteous man falls, he rises seven times. <laughs> the Lord is able to raise us up and can keep us and carry us through. <clears throat> World's been through terrible things. America's been through some crazy times too. Uh, this is crazier than ever, but don't catch the Lord by surprise. No, no. no. His divine plan is right on course. Right. In spite of the ones that would drive it off. And I want to be right in line with his plan. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Remember, right? Just All right. All right. My grandma and grandpa that have COVID. Yes. Dad and his uh, health issues, the doctor 
Remember uh, Angel's um, Rudolph's father. Yes. And mother. <laughs> and her, her father's in the hospital. Yes. <clears throat> Serious. Somebody uh, I'm forgetting somebody. I do remember my mom and dad. My mom, I think the Lord said something that she told her she had a cold or something. Just, just pray for them, my sister. <clears throat> All right, let's find our places to pray and ask the Lord to help us in these requests. Don't forget our revival coming up.
the Lord. I appreciate our great God. He has been so good to us. We have been so blessed. We've been so protected. Sheltered. Sheltered. And uh, I do appreciate all of that. You know, some of you young and sometime another, someone might say, well, you was raised with a silver spoon in your mouth. And you'll probably say, oh, no, I wasn't. But yeah, you were. You don't know. Later on, you'll be thankful when you see others who are in such need, hurting so bad, you'll be so blessed. But I do appreciate the Lord so good seeing Heather and Sister Peggy back. Glad they made it back safely. Good seeing Sister Hayslip. And of course, all the, the regulars here this evening. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, what God's got for us here this evening. I, I have to say, folks, you may not realize it, but this is a historical day. Um, I was alive during the last major uh, constitutional crisis that we were in. Uh, I don't remember a lot about it, just remember there was trouble with Richard Nixon. But uh, this far exceeds anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I say that to you for you to be serious about it in prayer. This is not our home. We are just passing through. But we are to be good stewards of what God's given to us. And so we do need to pray for the peace of America. And I know there are times something comes up and you might be aggravated with it, but I want to tell you something, folks. By and large, all of those crazy laws that are out there have been written to help protect you. Okay? And so, remember that. Okay? And, uh, of course, I've mentioned it a while back. I hope that America uh, won't be like Humpty Dumpty. Huh? There's a lot of things that are wonderful, but once they're broken, they can never be put back together again. So, it's taken 200 years for America to get to the place where we're at now, and you might say, well, we need to wipe it clean up. No. <laughs> it won't be like you think it is. It won't be like it. If you don't believe me, just ask the French. Okay? The French had it pretty bad, too. So, you say, Brother Tiff, I don't know what you're talking about. Be a student of history. Okay? Because if you're not a student of history, you're apt to repeat it. Okay? So, there have been signs flashing. So, we just need to say, Lord, we trust you. We trust you. And I do trust him. And uh, no matter which way he decides for our... My beloved uh, United States of America, I'm going to trust him. Y'all okay? All right. All right. Let's get off that. I can tell. Uh, Sister Teresa, if you would get us a song uh, ready here this evening. And uh, Brother Caleb, if you will come and receive our uh, evening uh, offering, we would greatly appreciate that. And pray. Thank you.
Brother Todd, if you would, stand and testify. I appreciate the Lord. I love the Lord. I was thinking, um, well, today about Tinsley and how her birth was a miracle. And then I was thinking about all of us in here, how, how some of us have, all of us have been born again. Right. How great of a miracle um, to be born again is. And I was thinking about my own born again experience, how it was just a miracle and how, how far God's brought me. And uh, I was thinking that um, right before I got saved, just a couple days before I got saved, I didn't know it at the time, but Bridget told me about maybe six months after I got saved, she said, you know, I had this feeling. And it wasn't just a, a, a little feeling inside, but I had this great feeling that you were about to die. And as much that, not that she was out looking, but she was already thinking about a new husband. And I just thank God here today that I don't care where America, I do care where America goes. I thank God I'm saved. Right. And if something terrible drastic does happen, I got a home in heaven waiting to get it. That's right. That's right. Thank the Lord. Amen. All right. Singers come.
several years ago, it dawned on me one day. No, I don't believe it. I think the Lord put it in my mind that, uh, you know, God placed us in exactly the family He wanted us to be raised in. And He placed us in exactly, Sister Sheila, the state He wanted us to be born in. <laughs> Come on. And so we didn't get to choose any of that. But the Lord chose it. Amen. And so I appreciate Him and all of His wisdom and His grace and His mercy. Because you can say what you want to, but all of those factors play into who you are right now. Okay? And so I appreciate what God's done for us. So you would turn with me to uh, 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 2. You would stand with me as we take our text here this evening. It is um, should be a familiar uh, scripture to those who uh, read the Bible. And I hope that you do read the Bible. Hold one second here. Let me try to get this. What is going on here? There we go. All right. 1 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 1. I exhort thee, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to uh, and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Amen. So let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for these words. We thank you for these instructions. I thank you, Lord, that your your word does not just leave so many things to our own understanding, but instead, Lord, you lead us and guide us and teach us your ways. Help us, Lord, as Christians in the year 2021, Lord, to live according to your precepts and according to your ways, that, Lord, even after over 2,000 years, they can still point and say, those are Christians. Help us, Lord, to live for you, to live in a way that reflects you, Lord, and lifts you up high, that all men would be drawn unto you. Bless us and anoint us this evening, we do pray, in your blessed and holy and righteous and wonderful name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. <clears throat> um, we, we do live in a wonderful country, and there are different things that we are allowed to do in America that, uh, that you know, are, is unique in other countries. We have free speech, and we all appreciate that, don't we? Yeah. Until that free speech is turned against you. <laughs> we are allowed, if you have a mind to, 
to get drunk as long as you don't drive. And in certain states, to smoke marijuana. And in certain states, prostitution is legalized. Come on. And in some states, the uh, age for marriage is down, I think, around 14 or 15 years old in certain states of America. You say, Brother Jeff, why do you say all that? I'm saying just because the laws of the land permit it does not mean that the laws of God allow us to do those things. And so here in these scriptures, he talks to us about what he is expecting us to live and how we are to live. And so here in these scriptures, Paul, under the unction of the Holy Ghost, talking to Timothy, his young son, not by blood, but I believe spiritually he was birthed into Paul's family. And he says, I exhort you therefore, first of all, supplications. It is important for us to be willing to supplicate for others. We are to bear the burdens of others. When someone is sick, we should pray for them. And so when we pray for them, that is a supplication. When we, I, I like our little... Uh, you know, technology that we can put out there, you know, please pray for so-and-so. And I like it that y'all respond. Some of y'all got to where y'all don't respond for anything anymore, but some respond. I'm praying. We'll pray. All that kind of stuff, you know. Because the person that sent that out there, that gives them moral support knowing you're going to pray with me. Okay? And so we are to... Uh, pray. There are supplications. These are requests that are made. Sometimes it can be for sickness. Sometimes it can be for other uh, things. Maybe somebody needs a new place to live. Maybe somebody needs a wife. Somebody might need a husband. I don't know. But you know, God is able to answer prayer. And we are to help supplicate, make supplications. We are to also make supplications for ourselves. And I'm going to tell you, many years ago, uh, I no longer prayed for, Lord, help me to be a millionaire. (laughs) Hello. You laugh, but there's a lot of men that pray that kind of prayer. They don't pray it to, to, you know, try to, you know, but they want to be able to provide for their family, for things to be comfortable, you know, things like that. And so, uh, but I can tell you, men, you need to put that off and quit praying for that brand new sports car or red pickup truck. That's not going to help you either, okay? Huh? Yeah, white might be all right. <laughs> and so anyway, but we are to make uh, prayers, supplications, intercessions. That's where we're going and trying to pull two together, Lord. Please, Lord, touch this heart and this life. This person is so far from you. They need you. Help them. Make an intercession for them. All of that stuff is all wrapped together in these prayers. And this prayer in the Greek means to plead with God, to plead to God. But I want to tell you something. Don't get locked into these formal, uh, you know, oh, that... Does the Lord speak Elizabethan English? 
He does? Oh, okay. Dear Lord, thou art, you know, come on. Ye, Yahshay, you know, just talk to him out of your heart. Now, if you talk like that to everybody else, go ahead, but, but we don't. <clears throat> we speak Southern English at best. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, these supplications and prayers, talking to the Lord. And just as we sang just a few minutes ago, the giving of thanks in your prayer time. Don't forget your thanks. Um, I think I still got copies of it somewhere. There's times I'll make copies and pass them out about that hour of prayer. You remember seeing that clock with the hour of prayer? You know, how should we start off our prayers, huh? Do we just jump? Now, there are times it's right to jump right into your knees. There have been times I've had, uh, you know, I was in the middle of an accident and I just, all I had time to do was say, Lord, help, okay? But if you've got time, you need to start off with praise and worship and thanking the Lord for how good He is and reminding Him how much you appreciate Him. Do you appreciate the Lord? Yeah. Huh? Do you tell Him of those qualities? Huh? And then we can talk to Him about our needs. Sometimes the repentance. I hope you don't have to repent every day. Hello? Amen. I know some do. But we need to get to the place where that's not our big part of our prayer time. Okay? And so... We, we need to pray like that. Then bring your intercessions, your prayers, your supplications for others. Amen. And then when, when you get finished with that, and a lot of times that takes a lot of time. I tell you what, there are times I sit down and I pray for everybody in the church. It takes a little time doing that. Huh? Maybe sometimes y'all hear me because uh, prayer service out here, I, I go to praying. And sometimes it's not just for you, but it's for somebody you know or somebody you know who knows somebody. Come on. That's part of our prayers. And then we should thank Him. Thank Him. Well, what for, brother? I thanked Him when I started off. Thank Him again. You ever thank Him and say, thank you, Lord, because I know you have heard my prayer. Huh? Yeah. yeah, but but brother Jeff, I'm not sure he. Let me tell you something. He hears your prayers. If you're a child of God, if you're if you are sincere, if you are, and I'll be honest with you, I, I know the Scripture talks about that He doesn't hear the prayer of sinners, and I think we need to take that in the right. You know, if the sinner's praying against you, or if he's praying, all no. But there are times God hears the prayer of sinners. You say, Brother Jeff, I don't believe that. Well, when I was a sinner, he heard some of my prayers. Amen. Okay? And I'm not trying to contradict Scripture. I'm not, but I'm going to tell you, don't just write people off. God's doing this. Come here. Come here. And for just a person to call out and say, Lord, would you? That's part of his draw. Amen. Amen. And so uh, we are to make those prayers and intercessions. 
But notice this, we are to make him for all men. Right. I know the last little while I've really been hammering this. And, you know, I want to say I really appreciate y'all. And in a lot of ways, you know, I see a quite an improvement in it. But we have got to get to where we don't hold different people in esteem. Oh, they're better than this one. This one's good and this one's bad, you know? This one's Republican and this is a socialist. Can't do all that. We're to pray for all men. Huh? You remember back when Bin Laden was alive? How many of y'all were here during that time? And I said, we need to pray for Bin Laden. Pray that Bin Laden be saved. Hello? Huh? We're to pray for all men. If we were back during uh, Paul's day, we, we would have said, dear Lord, we pray for Saul. Would you save his soul? Would you reveal the light unto him? And on that road to Damascus, the Lord come by. You don't know what may happen, but the Lord is able to change different ones. And so we are to pray for all men. And we're to pray for kings. Amen. Well, we don't have a king in America. Thank the Lord. There are people who want to be king, but we don't have kings in America. We have presidents. We should pray for our president and the vice president, for the speaker of the house, for the, uh, the senate majority leader, all them kind of people. If you like them, if you don't like them. And could I give you a little secret? Especially if you don't like them. You probably need to pray for them. Okay? I want to tell you something. I, I'm raising my hand right here. There wasn't anybody who spit and took this talk bad about that man who was our president named Bill Clinton. Then brother Jeff Butler. And there were times I prayed the Davidic prayer. Lord, blot him off. Stop him in his tracks. I mean, and in my heart, I hated him. Did you know when you got hate in your heart, God's not going to bless you? When you hate somebody, even if it's positive, I'm telling you, I am praying for somebody right now because I can't stand what they're doing but you know what we got to pray for them Amen. and when you pray for somebody there comes a point in the time that you actually begin to feel for them doesn't mean you agree with anything they're doing but you feel for them you say man how blind what's you know what sickness how can somebody be like that, huh? Lord, touch them in their bodies. Touch them in their minds. Introduce yourself to that person so they can know you. Because if they don't, if they die, they're going to go to a horrible place called hell. But in my prayer closet many years back, you know, I think if I remember correctly, it was during the impeachment time of, of this president, Mr. Clinton, and the Lord dealt with me and said, 
I'm dealing with his soul. And I love him just like I loved you when you were a sinner. Ooh. That hurt. You look at people differently when you realize it ain't about all the way I feel. It's about the way God feels. Amen. When, if, you, if some of you uh, young men ever become pastors, the Lord tarry, and hopefully I'm gone by then, but uh, you know, uh, you'll realize they're not, they're not your sheep. They're his sheep. You're tending his flock. And so you're going to be judged according to how you tend his flock. Amen. And so we are to pray for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. We are to live this quiet life. Amen. One that is not always, um, you know, causing trouble. I, now, I, I know what I'm about to say to you is born to many in this generation. But back when I first got saved in holiness, it was not foreign. Our pastor did not allow us to protest. It took a while for us to convince him to let some of our people in the church go and stand in front of abortion clinics. Hello? Because it's a form of protest. Okay? We're supposed to live quiet and peaceable lives. Huh? Quiet lives. Not causing trouble. Don't be the worst person in your neighborhood always calling on the neighbors. Be quiet and peaceable. Come on. <clears throat> I told you before when I moved down to Lagoon Road, I, I wish somebody had told me what, what I was moving into. But I didn't know and we just got this great deal on this house and we moved down there and uh, didn't realize every weekend it was a big partying weekend. <laughs> didn't realize that was one of the uh, biggest places in the county before for uh, adultery and fornication going on during the weekends and all that. I didn't know all that. Nobody told me all that. Huh? But I began to find out Especially when one of them said, we don't want no preacher living down here with us. <laughs> Hello? And the neighbors weren't very nice. Of course, I told you about my neighbor that wanted to shoot the dog. I thought he was joking. I just said, go ahead, shoot him. I did. He didn't shoot him. You know? I thought he was just being mean, Brother Robert. He wasn't being mean. He was scared of dogs. So, we're to be quiet and peaceable. And I, I might add, my dog didn't get off and run over to his house again after that. Huh? Come on. So, that's the way God has called us to live. A quiet and peaceful. Now, quiet, we can still worship God. Amen. We can, and I, I, you know, I know some in, in the missionary field uh, they go and they're scared of the Iron Curtain and the communists and all that, so they have to be quiet. I, I try to understand all that, but I want to tell you something. When you get a hold of something, 
It's like getting a hold of a hot wire, Brother Jamie, and you're going to go, woo, sometimes, huh? <laughs> Amen. You've got to uh, do something. And so the Lord is able to help us to live, lead. That means live, lead a quiet and peaceable life. Notice this in all godliness and honesty. Godliness and honesty. Church people, don't check your honesty. The ends do not justify the means. To get what you want politically, uh, in life, at work, doesn't mean that you can lie and cheat a little along to get what you're wanting. But we're to live godly, holy, and honestly, without lies. And we are not to live, um, you know, with prejudice toward other people. But we're to live godly and honestly. Why? Why? Huh? For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. You ever wondered if the Lord noticed how your day was going? Huh? You ever noticed? You ever want to note? Huh? You ever said some things and later on you just feel so bad? Well, I can tell you what it is. The Lord noticed. And his blessings aren't on you. Now sometimes it could be the flu or it could be something you ate. But a lot of times it's because you've done something that didn't please the Lord. But when your ways please the Lord, what does the scripture say? He'll even make his enemies to be at peace with you. Even your enemies. So live in such a way that your enemies will live at peace with you. And so, um, Romans 12 and 18 says, if it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. I, I don't really know what example to give to you for you not to live peaceably. Uh, but here it says, if it be possible, so there must be some exceptions. I just don't really know what they are. Okay? Might be maybe a, somebody break into your house. The Lord may give you a little allowance to be unpeaceable for just a little bit. Okay? Um, but we are to do our best with everything that's in us to live peaceably with all men. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, turn with me over there. A few scriptures I like to, to look at. 1 uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, down in verse 11. He's, he says, And that ye study to be quiet, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands as we command you. That uh, phrase there, study to be quiet. The word study there means to seek after 
doesn't mean just to seek after. It means to seek after honor, to be ambitious toward it, to strive eagerly, uh, to, uh, uh, to try to, to emulate things that bring honor. So we're to study to be quiet, which means at rest. Part of that word quiet means resting from war, resting from conflict. It is an honorable thing for us to be at peace with all men. Okay? All men. And so that's what it's saying right there. That ye study to be quiet and to do your own business. You can preach that a whole lot of different ways. It's good for you to keep your nose in your own business. Hello? Huh? And so there are many things. And he goes on though, he says... Uh, and to do your own business, to work with your home answer. That ye may walk on, honestly toward them that are without. Why? That ye may have light for nothing. Can I tell you something? What happened with Joseph when he got sold off down into Egypt? I'm going to tell you something. God's people, no matter the situation that you may find yourself in, if you will live God's way, you will float to the top. Amen. Come on. Joseph was sent down there in bonds, sold as a slave, uh, sent into a house, and in just a little while, because of his honesty, uh, the way that he lived, he lived quietly, peaceable. Amen. After a while, uh, that, that commander gave him control of his whole house except for his wife. And it, it wasn't for his wife. He probably would still have been leading that house. But then she falsely accused him and for honor's sake, I personally believe uh, he knew his wife was lying. But for honor's sake, he had to throw that Hebrew man into the jail. What happened with that guy? The jail keeper said, uh, well, I like the way you keep your cell there. You keep it clean. You think you could sweep this this portion of the jail? And when he did, now that's just my imagination. We don't know exactly for sure. But uh, he swept it so good, the jailer said, you know, I've never had anybody sweep it that good. And you're finished with the job already? You ever had other employees come around to you and say, you're working too fast? Yeah. Huh? You're working too fast. You're making the rest of us look bad. You better work honestly. Better work like a, a child of the king. And so he, uh, he took on, and after a while, guess what? The jailer put the whole jail under Joseph. <laughs> he organized it. He's like some of y'all, you know. Anyway. And so he had it all worked out just right. That's what God wants us to do, young people in your class. You may not be. Like Brother Jeff was, I was not the sharpest stick in the in the in the whatever you call it. You know? I wasn't the sharpest stick. I wasn't the smartest person, you know? But you know what? You don't have to be. The Lord will raise you up. He'll raise you up. And so we are to walk honestly. And when we do those things that are pleasing unto the Lord. He will bless our paths and our ways.
How are we going to get out of the trouble that we're in in America? It's to pray, of course, trust God. But it's for us to be an example to others. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. You've got to be careful. You better have the wisdom of the Holy Ghost. You know, don't go up to that person that just come boldly walking in. Oh, uh, Teresa and I were at uh, Barnes and Noble looking through some books and all that when we were off on vacation. And I was over in the Christian section, you know, and there was a, another woman over there. She said, hello. I said, hello, you know. She was looking for a particular book, and then she found, I think she was wanting to know if I worked there. I said, no, but this other woman come up, and she said, I'm looking for... It was one of the books we like. Uh, who's the authors? We, anyway, one of the authors we like, and I think them, I'm thinking to myself, man, that, that's a good book. That'll, she'll like that, you know. So she walks off, and so she's up at the counter at Barnes and Noble, and I didn't even notice all this. Another one of the Barnes and Noble people come by with a box and said, uh, "Ma'am, it's store policy that you wear a mask." If you don't have a mask, here's one. Would you mind wearing a mask? The woman said, no. Walked right on out. I told the lady at the desk, I said, the guy that wrote that book, he wouldn't be real happy with the way she acted. <laughs> That's not the way a Christian acts. Okay, that's not the way Christian acts. And so we're to be peaceable. Peaceable with all men. Uh, Hebrews 12 and 12, uh, y'all know that. Wherefore lift up hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. But let it rather be healed. If you want healing, this is what you got to do. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. How are we going to help this society today? I'm going to tell you, we're part of the definition of lawlessness. I've told you this before, but I'll remind you again. Lawlessness means also someone who refuses to be taught. Lawless. And so we have to learn to try to be uh, diplomatic. I told y'all, didn't I, Sunday night that Monday was going to be bad. And I had a bad day Monday, I can tell you that. I need to be more diplomatic at things. Okay? <clears throat> but still... We need to try to be diplomatic in how we talk to people about these different issues. And can I tell you, when somebody knows they know what they know what they know, even if it's a lie, you can't hardly tell them it's a lie. But what you can say is, really? Huh? And you heard that from where? Well, that, that's something I hadn't heard any of that before. Huh? Then there was one person that said some, some crazy things that were just, whoo. And I said, and you believe that? Hello? 
Huh? Did you win the conversation? No. But I can tell you this much. They didn't come with some of those space alien ideas to me again. Hello? <laughs> Though I suspect they still believe it. Okay. <laughs> Follow peace with all men. Huh? Love the truth. Love the truth more than anything else. You know, um, uh, in these scriptures, they are pointing us and pushing us to follow the last five parts of the Ten Commandments to love one another, to do good to one another. How can we be a witness? I'm going to tell you, you can't win anybody for the Lord constantly tell them they're a sinner and they're lost and they're going to hell. It won't work. But by loving them and showing them the right way, that'll turn the heart. That'll melt the stony heart. Amen. To allow you to be able to be that witness that God's looking for. Teresa, come on, be getting us a song. I don't have a whole lot left. Uh, just, I'm just going to read a couple of these scriptures. Not going to comment a lot much about them. Romans 13, 1 through 8. Let every soul be subject to the higher powers. For there is no power but God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, to re- a revenger to execute wrath upon them that doeth evil. So brother Jeff, everybody that has an ordained place, is doing it for good. No. No. Over in Proverbs 16 and 12, it is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness. For the throne is established by righteousness. And so the Lord never, doesn't matter who He allows to be in power, a lot of times when you've got a wicked king, you're under judgment. Okay? And so, be, beware of that, okay? But that still doesn't mean that you can get out there and take liberty. I told you this is a day of history. Many years from now, Elliot, you'll be studying this in history about what happened today. And um, 
And I, I may mention a little earlier that I heard around about that somebody that I know that goes to a church that we fellowship with was up there, right in the middle of all that. I want to tell you something, folks. As a Christian, you're not the breakthrough police barricades. You're not supposed to go to a place where you know is off limits. Even though you think it's righteous, don't you do that. Have you ever thought you were right only later on to find out how wrong you were? Yeah. Woo! Anytime you start breaking these things that we've been reading about, you're breaking God's ordinances. Okay, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to tell you something. Todd, I think, mentioned it. A couple of others have mentioned it. In the year of pandemic, in a year that has been so bad for so many in America, even though some of us got sick, we've been blessed. We've been blessed. You know why? We're people of the book. We're followers of Jesus Christ. We're the followers. We're disciples of His. And we're trying to live His way. Amen. And so God will always bless His people. You might see His people downtrodden sometimes. You just keep watching. The destruction of the wicked will come quickly. And God will... Help those who love Him with all their hearts. With all their hearts. So here this evening, young people especially, I hope you didn't sleep on them too much. But uh, it's for you. It's not just for mom and dad. It's for you to live right. To live holy. Wake up, Elliot. All right. Let's go and gather around this altar here this evening. Let's take a little extra time to pray for the leaders of our country. The leaders that are in power now and the leaders that are about to come into power. Pray that God will give them wisdom and grace to be somebody for the people. Let's pray.
Just want us to be first citizens of that heavenly kingdom. And then whatever kingdom God has put us in, we'll be great citizens there too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Is it a little shaky? No. They had to take my desk apart to get it up the steps. But you always have extra screws. Okay. Wow. It's all right. Hey, there ain't no holes in the wall. Thank you. The Lord bless y'all. And uh, looking forward to the revival. Get with Teresa. Anything that you want to try to help out with or see you. I appreciate your help. All right. Food. Got all kinds of things planned. It looks goofy. Okay. All right. Bump fist. Be friendly. You are dismissed until Sunday. Don't forget now, uh, we are starting back the street ministry uh, Friday. Same time. Same station. All right.